Welcome to the forecast. To my right, we have Alex himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everyone. And to his left is Garrett. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. How are to, you? To his left this time. See, look at that. I switched around. You never know where you are on this round table of the forecast uh, until I tell you where you are, and then you know where you're at. Uh, this <laughs> is, we're talking about the comics coming out for January 10th, 2018. That's the second January, second January, second Wednesday in January. <laughs> uh, hey, there's two Januaries now, so who knows? Um did you hear about that guy who wanted to make a uh, calendar that would always be the same no matter what? And then like every five years, we would have an extra week in December. That's a little bit for you. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up. Wow. Especially uh, when we're on a time clock. Let's talk about the books coming out, uh, comic books coming out for January 10th. This week, Dark Horse. Uh, adios, I guess. Nothing. Nothing new coming out this week, Dark Horse. They took the week off. Uh, this is their uh, Christmas break, obviously. They go a little late than everybody else, but... Let's go to DC Comics, Action Comics 995. This is uh, the third part of the Booster Gold story. Yep. It's called uh, Booster Shot. Garrett, how's it been going? Booster Shot. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, I didn't realize how much I missed Booster Gold until this arc started. Um, it's fun because it deals with Superman's like past on Krypton. Like Spoilers. It's Booster Gold. He's a time-traveling hero. They're going back to right before Krypton explodes. So... Uh, it's kind of fun to see Clark interact with Krypton pre uh, death and explosion. And then Booster Gold is just kind of, he's kind of like the skeptic. We're not the skeptic. He's kind of like that dude that just like cuts all the bullshit. Like, are you kidding me? Like we're doing this. So it's fun. Uh, see, no, I, I think the other way around, it's fine. Uh, Superman's kind of a whiner. And um, how would you have to go Booster to your home Gold? world right before it explodes? And then when the guy who can who's telling you that if you don't get out of here, you die and will ruin the whole timeline, your whole family will be dead. Oh, no, let me see what's going on. Pull your head out of your ass, Superman. Get out of there and go do something else. Boom. <laughs> okay, Detective Comics 972. This is uh, James Tinian IV and uh, Miguel Mendoza and Diana Egan. This is uh, Fall of the Batman Part 4. Alex, how's been? Uh, how's Detective Comics been? Look on the cover. There we got uh, Batwoman holding. Uh, oh, she's not holding. She's uh, sniping somebody. Probably Batman. You know, it's it's pretty good. We got the uh, the crime syndicate back. Uh, they're causing a whole shitload of trouble with the uh, prophecy that Batwoman apparently is going to ruin the whole Batman group. Uh, according to this cover, it's true. So. Well, let's see what happens. It's it's good. I'm I'm looking forward to this issue, but this is one of those books that's kind of slowed down, actually. I would say the same thing. Like, you know, we've done the Victim Syndicate was an arc, and I thought, like, been there, done that, and now we're kind of redabbling in there. So it'll be fun to see this arc resolve and see what happens next, because um, I don't want it, like, the rest of the story to be dragged down by giving the Victim Syndicate more time to play, so... Still a good series, but hopefully it doesn't stick with these guys forever. The uh, Victim Syndicate. Here we go. This is uh, Flash number 38. This is uh, Joshua Williamson and Scott Collins, a Cold Day in Hell finale. Uh, cold Day in Hell finale. The Flash and an unlikely ally must discover who is behind the death of one of the rogues before the murderer strikes again. Alex, what do you think of The Flash? Uh, I'm, I'm torn. It's good, but it's... But it's not. I don't know what what it is that's bugging me about this. I mean, you got all the bad guys teamed up together to fight Flash, which is pretty great. 
but they they bring back Godspeed and not necessarily in a cool way. And I feel like they made Barry stupid. That bugs me. What do you mean? That wasn't stupid. I thought that was good use of having him at Iron Heights. Who, Barry or Flash? No Flash and Barry, but with Godspeed being there. Like, I thought that Barry, was kind of because we all liked Godspeed as a villain. It was kind of cool at the time that like, he's still involved. He's still involved. Well, it is cool to see Godspeed, but then when you see Flash talk or Barry even talking to him, uh, Barry proves to be stupid and be like, oh, this seems like a trap. I'm still going to go through with it. And maybe that's just Barry's style. Uh, I know it's bad for me. I'm still going to do it. Barry it always believes in the best addict. of people. Oh, well, he should probably stop that. It's going to kill him one of these days. Well. <laughs> uh, here we go. This is uh, Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps, number 36, Robert Vendetti, Jackson Herb, Hubert, uh, Twilight of the Guardians finale. Uh, Garrett, what do you think of this finale so far? Or excuse me, um, not, I mean this arc. This arc? Yeah. This arc's been good. Um, because obviously, well, I don't want to say spoilers, but it has something to do with the Guardians. Um, and I think that this is a great, this arc could have been better than what it is. Um, I feel like, yes, we're getting a lot of Green Lantern action, but I don't, I don't care for the villains, to be honest. Like, I don't know enough about them and they're just not interesting to me. And it's just kind of like the Hatfields and McCoys in my head. Like, I'm just like... Okay, they hate each other, like the Guardians and this f- faction of villains. So I'm not really in it like I've been in the previous arcs. Like, art is still good. Story, like, the characterization of all the Green Lantern Corps is really on point. It's just really the plot of this arc is not really interesting to me. It's not exciting. That's Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, next up, we have Mr. Miracle number six, Tom King, Mitch Gerads. Uh This is what uh, Tom King, if you follow him on Twitter, has uh, said recently this is like his season one finale. The next uh, six will be season two. But he says this ends the first part of what he wanted to do with this book. And then starting with issue seven will be the second part. He said this is all the stuff good in Mr. Miracle's life. And then we're going to see the bad things, the apocalypse part of him coming up here. And we're going to figure out Dark Side is. Uh, so you guys excited for Mr. Miracle number six? Yeah, uh, this story has been, well, I don't know if he was going to ask one of us uh, to start with. Uh, yeah. um, I think that it's like one of the best books out there right now, yeah, especially if you're a big fan like the New Gods, Apocalypse. Um, I mean, after last issue, did both of you read issue five? Nope. You haven't read issue five? Oh, my God. I'm behind, I haven't read, like, I'm not caught up on Hal Jordan. So far, I think, on... I think issue five is the best of the series so far. Oh, really? I mean, it, I it's what Four was good, but this issue five, like, freaking gut punches you, and you're just like, oh, my God. So I'm excited for six. (laughs) (laughs) You sold it right there, Garrett. That sounded like someone literally punched you in the gut, and you're going to throw up. You know, sometimes I just know these things. (laughs) Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 18. This is Scott LaBelle. Uh, Sergio Sandalvo. Bizarre Reborn Part 5, uh, number 18 here. Looking at that cover, we have, uh, hey, what happened? Uh, Bizarre has a, new, has a new haircut? What do you mean he has a new haircut? Like I said, I haven't seen him in a while. He looks uh, cleaned up. Well, it's yeah, right now though. he's intelligent. Oh, okay. How's it been going? Red Hoods and the Outlaws. Alex? Uh, awesome. 
I just caught up on it yesterday. I love this book. My only gripe with it is that I want it just to be the, the outlaws. They they brought in the Suicide Squad in the last issue, and it was okay. They make I think Killer Croc is probably the best he's ever been though. Written well, and he's not just a monster. He can actually speak English and just talk. It was great. Um, looks like we're going to be hopefully wrapping up the uh, Brainy Bizarro, though. Yeah, it can only last long because, like, the more he – it's kind of like uh, Gotham when using his powers. The more he uses his intelligence, the more he loses it at a faster rate. So he can't sustain the level of intelligence that he has. Um yeah, I also just caught up on Red Hood and the Outlaws. Issue 17 was really good with Dexter Soy's art. And I agree with Alex. It's not as fun when you have the Suicide Squad in there, but it seems like they might not be in this issue, hopefully. And if they are, well, hopefully they they, they leave soon. Because I think it works better when it's like a gang, where it's Red Hood, Artemis, and Bizarro. Uh, Scooby-Doo Apocalypse, uh, number 21, Keith Giffen and J.M. Demandis, uh, Dal Eaglesham, and uh, Phil Jimenez. Uh Garrett, how's uh, your Scooby-Doo been going? Scooby Apocalypse has been incredible. Like, from the beginning, yes, there's been some, like, inconsistency with artists. But if, you know, if you're a big fan of the Scooby-Doo gang, I mean, it's the same characters. It's put in a different situation. Um, I really love it. And I'm I'm surprised that, like, this is only one of the leftover, uh, I guess, Future Quest is still going. But this is one of the only Hanna-Barbera comics that's still running. Uh, I mean, there's some uh, future quests actually it's changed now it's like uh it's a, a more than it's not actually the book's not going anymore it's kind of like a banner for and they put other books underneath it yeah i saw it says like future quest presents yeah that's what it is so right so hey question I'm, about I'm, scooby-doo did you find them yeah this isn't that book where are you no we know where scooby is oh, okay. he's in the middle of the apocalypse oh, okay is there zombies um, I mean, if you count the monsters, could be technically zombies, but they're just referred to as monsters. They're not really referred to as zombies. Um, Titans number nineteen. This is Dab Abnet, Paul Potier. None of us get that. Oh, did you got Titans though? You jumped off of Titans? No. Hey, I Paul. It like two months ago, Paul used just to on do Teen the, Titans. Paul used to do the art for Aquaman. So there you go. Well. Titans comes out, so pick that up. Wild Storm, Michael Cray, number four. This is Brian Hill, Stephen Harris, and Dexter Vines. Uh, with a plan in place, Michael Cray and his team have made an attempt to befriend the psychotic Barry Allen in order to bring him down and bring his murderers to an end. Uh, her murders, excuse me. But with a paranoid conspiracy theorist like Barry Allen, does Cray have the upper hand or is he walking into a trap? I got a full confession for you guys here. I uh, did not read the last issue yet, even though I'm excited. I'll get to it eventually, but... Um, Actually, I'll probably get to it uh, here this week. You have no choice. You got to read it this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'll read it tomorrow. Um, how has this book been going? Are you excited for issue four, uh, Garrett? Oh. Um, so I haven't read issue three yet either. Um, you know, I know you guys loved I love, like, this book was good. I did not like issue two, the action, like how it, like, cuts. And I don't even know what the hell is going on. I, I thought the choreography was kind of weak with the fight at the end of issue two. So I'm um, hoping to get excited as you guys are after I read issue three for issue four. So I don't know. I mean, like it's definitely worth checking out based on the concept alone, but I, I don't know. There's something about the choreography that really pushed me away from this book. Alex, what do you think? It, you read three, right? I did read three, three. I thought three is pretty good. It's not action packed at all. It's all just 
setting up Michael meeting Barry. Well, that's kind of how issue um, one was, right? And then two was the action. Kind of. It was like set up and then so, then you get your payoff. So the last one might have been set up and then this might be the payoff we're looking for. So it, it was good. I I disagree. I, I like this book a lot because it's something I've never read. enough. It's a new thing to experience. But I do agree that the way that the fights are stylized is not nearly as successful as it is in Wildstorm. Yeah. It's a little different. I don't think Warren Ellis, I think he like wrote the story for this one, but he's not actually writing it. So it might be a little different there, but I'm looking forward to still, still, I still enjoy it. Uh, Wonder Woman number uh, 38. This is James Robinson. The uh, Manuel Lipacino swan song part one. So part of a new arc. Uh, who's still on this book? Who's still getting it? Hey, How's it going? Me. How's it going? Uh, the last issue was, you know, okay. So two issues ago, uh, Zeus shows up to fight Darkseid. And Darkseid knows that uh, while fighting Zeus, that Wonder Woman is going to try to help him. And that was the whole plan is that that way Darkseid could suck all the energy out of Zeus and kill him and get full grown again. So now Darkseid is fully powered and back. Well, I was uh, that was an ill-timed uh, drink of my tea. Um, I thought Garrett would jump in. Garrett, are you still getting this book or not? You dropping it? Oh, I'm, I'm dropping it. I, I just you know, me and Alex are always talking about cutting books, and it's like how many times can be burned by somebody that doesn't seem like they're that interested in writing this book. They just kind of want to fill in the monthly quota. So, I mean, you can get a good artist on a book, but if the story shit, doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, art does can tell the story with what the writer can't do, but it doesn't add. You need two parts to a whole. I mean, I don't want to read half good book. I want to read a full good book. So, well, I guess the um, true judge of this book will be this issue, the start of a new arc. It looks like it's focused on Wonder Woman again. Um, so we'll see if this one still is not enjoyable. Then I think you wait out until they get somebody else in that book rather than uh, James Robinson. Yeah, that's my plan. Is to wait till the next creative team gets on there. Yeah, I think that'd be uh, your best bet. Uh, let's move on here. Let's see. That's DC Comics. Moving on. We got uh, IDW Publishing. Oh, Team Etienne going number 78. Alex, your turtles, how are they going? Uh, I've loved this um, Triceraton-based story. It's so good. So the Triceratons show up. Uh, they come in peace. Obviously, you know, the United States and New York fuck everybody. So they attack them. So now the Triceratons think that they need to fight back. The turtles are just trying to be in the, in between. Go, hey, you guys don't need to fight, and you know no one's going to listen. So it's going to be a big all-out war. Oh yeah, I, I'm excited. This book has been good, uh, Garrett. I think even you can agree. Yeah, turtles are in the book. You'll like it. I think it's definitely turned around. I think you're right. Well, as soon as the whatever. The dinosaurs got in there. Um, the the triceratons. Uh, triceratons. Like, yeah. for some reason, it's kind of been refreshing <laughs> that it's not just like the freaking zoo is in this book. It's like there's the turtles and the triceratons. Um, so it's been fun. I mean, it's added an element that's not just like, doesn't seem like it's wasting time. Agreed. Image Comics, we got uh, Coyotes number three. This is uh, Sean Lewis and Caitlin Yarsky. Uh, you guys were talking about uh, coyotes earlier in our uh, chats. How's uh, coyotes going? This awesome. book is so good. 
like me and Alex have always wanted like a badass great werewolf comic, and I think this is it. It sucks that it's ending with issue four. Hopefully, it'll. Oh, is it? Yeah, for cool. it's only well, it doesn't say anymore. Maybe it's ongoing now. I don't know. It, it was it was promoted as a four issue series. Okay. Um, yeah, I was gonna but, say we said on the show where like we looked it up and it was a mini. So. Yeah, but it doesn't say three of four anymore. So I don't know if that means anything. Um, but the, there's a lot of like lore in this book. Like I was surprised in issue two. Like literally the first two pages all like werewolf lore throughout history. I really like that because, like, I don't like when you just kind of like throw in something into like a monster universe. I like when there's like rules and mythology because that makes it more fun for the reader. Um, art is incredible, and the little girl Red, like, she's a badass. She is. Yeah, and I, I'm really liking where the story's going. It's got like, you know, flashbacks of Red's innocence filtered into this organization that's meant to take down the coyotes or the werewolves. I mean, so the reason we found out that they don't call uh, the werewolves werewolves is because they think that's too good a title for them. So they call them coyote coyotes instead. So I thought that was cool that they don't give them enough credit to call them werewolf. They're disgracing them by calling coyotes. Oh, I see. That makes sense. Well, that's good. I mean, I actually didn't, uh, I'm sure you guys talked about it on the show, but I don't remember you guys saying it was about werewolves. Uh, So it's about werewolves, like crossing the uh, border. No, it's not about crossing the border. Oh, well, it's, coyotes. I know, but it's yeah, more but it's more it's so a like slang term for calling them that. Where where does it take place? What uh part of the, uh, the world? I do believe it's in so um So it's about South them United crossing States the border. All right, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Kingsman Red Diamond number 5 of 6 this is Ralph Williams and Simon Fraser. Uh Kingsman uh Garrett, how's your Kingsman been going? I dropped it after issue three. What? That did you say it was so good? No, I didn't say it was so good. Hmm. I I liked the first issue. I liked the first issue, and then I it just got too like I don't know. It got too dopey. It got too like it was trying to make fun of itself. And I'm like, I haven't even read the first book. It just didn't feel like it made a difference. It didn't feel important enough to the actual story. Like they were, it was literally like falling into each part that it was trying to tell the story. And I was like, okay, this is getting a little ridiculous. Like it's all just bullshit leading the other bullshit. So I was like, eh, you know, I'm, I know I'm only halfway, so I'll pull more of a Marvin and I get the whole series. So, <laughs> uh, all right, Kingsman, there you go. Uh, Royal city number, uh, nine. This is Jeff Lemire and Jeff Lemire. It's amazing that Jeff Lemire found an artist, the same name, uh, Sonic youth part four, each, uh, Oh no, never mind. That's just talking about the cover. Well, here we go. Look at who's on the shop. Um, what's the character who works in the shop again? Tommy? Nope, Tommy doesn't work at the shop. His uh, brother does. Patrick's that. the Patrick. one who worked at the factory. And then he takes he leaves town. Adios, he says. Adios. Um, I'm excited for Royal City. There's not much you can like say without spoiling the whole book. So I'll just say one of the best books of last year, I believe I put it number one. Alex, do you put it number one? Of course. Uh Garrett because he has put injustice on there. Um so hey, <laughs> stop doing that. So I think it's a good book, and you guys uh, should pick it up. Obviously, you can't pick it up issue nine. This is one you go back to issue one again. But you get the first trade. Get the first trade. That's what you do. Uh, Young Blood number eight. This is Chad Bowers and Jim Toe. Whoa, Witchblade. <laughs> Who's got Witchblade? Me. Oh, I didn't know you're getting Witchblade. Yeah, because me and Alex talked about it on the show on the last forecast, actually. So oh. Mm. 
Well, Witchblade number two, Life After Part Two. How's it going? Um, the first issue was amazing. Like the art was incredible. The character, like the main character, is awesome. And I, and like you know, I haven't read the previous iteration of Witchblade, like the first 180 issues. But like this is a definitely like a reboot. And I already know so much about like the Witchblade mythology. Not not all of it, but a good chunk. That I'm like, I'm so excited for this concept. So this is one I definitely would recommend if you like spawn. I mean, this is where I'm getting my spawn fix because I actually dropped spawn. So this is more supernatural than spawn has been. Alex, uh, you're uh, pretty silent for getting this book. Uh, how's it been going? Witchblade? I didn't get it. I can be... So, yeah, I don't think you guys ever talked about this book. Yes, we did. We talked about it. We talked about it. But he said pick I, up issue one. I was at the shop with him. I was like, you know what? I don't need this book. So oh, I, I get see. It. But I did. I got Sleepless number one. And Sleepless number two comes out this week. Uh, Are you going to get it? I don't know. Issue one was good, but I don't know if issue two has enough to pull me back in. I'll look through it tomorrow. Those tarot card covers are pretty sick, though. That's the thing is the covers look great. And it's like, well, that's not, that shouldn't be enough to pull me into a book, but I'll look through it and see. Maybe it is, though. Jun- don't judge a book by its cover. Actually, you, uh, you would be then if you talk me into it. Um, it. Young Blood number eight, Chad Bowers, Jim Toe. Like I said before, Team Young Blood starts here. Young Blood crashes into the new year with a new recruit and an all new mission. Find out what fans and critics are calling Youngblood the best new team book around with this issue. The perfect jumping on point for new readers. Uh, Youngblood, Alex, how's it going? Uh, I'm one issue behind. So I'm guessing it's going to be going pretty good if there's a lot of talk that this book is so good. It is a good book, though. I really have enjoyed it. If I wasn't getting Teen Titans, this this would fill in my Teen Titans void. Yeah, I'm super surprised. Like a book that just looked like it had good art and like an interesting concept. I mean, it's really blown me away. I think that, yeah, definitely jump on this arc. This is the second arc of the uh, new Youngblood volume. So I've, the all the characters are fun. And like Alex said, it's like a Teen Titans group, you know, just different heroes, different powers, different personalities. That's what makes it really fun and fresh. And you... Uh, it makes me want to read the earlier volumes of Young Blood because it, like, it does talk about some of their history, but it doesn't like ruin the new character's experience. So it's a great book. Uh, Marvel Comics. Here we go, Daredevil number five ninety seven. This is Charles Soule and Stefano Landini, Mayor Fist Part Three. When Mayor Fist makes Matt Murdock an offer, he can't refuse. The city's most loyal. Can I just say something? From this point forward, everybody in any kind of solicit or if you're trying to promote something, the make someone an offer you can't refuse. We're done with that. We like that's so popular nowadays. It's not you're not being unique. Quit doing that. Um, I see that all the time. It always makes me cringe. Uh, the city's most famous lawyer joins up with the Fisk administration. Uh, Garrett, how's Daredevil been? So when I read five ninety six, like. I like it, but I'm not like loving it. So I definitely, I'm going to give this first arc a try, you know, the Kingpin. Like I really like Kingpin, but I don't think that this legacy arc has really been doing it for me. Um, if it wasn't for Kingpin, I definitely wouldn't be getting this book. I think because it's not really doing anything new. I mean, it's still the same creative team, maybe not the artists, but I know Ron Garney's coming on to do an arc soon. Um, Stefano sounds know. familiar. See the guy that did that one uh, courtroom uh, book 
issue? That's what I get worried about every time I, I think see it is that. him. Is there a preview on that one? No, there's not. I'll look up his art and okay. see if it is. But, I mean, if it is, yikes, that scares me. That's the because... thing is that they have Rob, uh, Ron Garney and they have – God, there was somebody else in the book too. They're, they had at least two artists that are really strong, and yet for some reason they also throw a random artist on there. That's the only thing right now. Marvel, you're doing better with Legacy. I'll give you that. I've been enjoying more of your books lately. I even picked up Rise of the Black Panther. I picked up um, what else came out last week? That Marvel book it was a new one. Oh, I picked up uh, Rogan Gambit. I'm trying your new books. The only thing I need from you is at DC. At least I know there's like three or four or two or three artists on each book, and they rotate. That's what I need on your books. I don't need just some random person and I get thrown off, especially within the arc. I don't need that happening. Uh, get them for an arc, and then somebody else has another arc. Even if the books are coming out too much, guess what? Got to cut back. Uh, Old Man Hawkeye, number one. This is uh, Ethan Sachs and Mar- Marco uh, Chetto. And I for an art part one. Is anybody here? I just brought this up just to say it's a new number one. So if you're looking to get an old man, uh, or an old man, a new book, Old Man Hawkeye is <laughs> your book to get. Yeah, if you're looking to get an old man, there you go. Um, you're looking to get an old man, here you go. <laughs> Is anybody interested in getting this? This is this is in the Mark Miller Old Man Logan world. It's telling that it's like a prequel to that book, telling the story of how he Hawkeye came to be without his uh his uh, vision and all this stuff. So, is anybody curious about uh getting this? Interested? Yes. Am I going to get it? No. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, basically, they're just cashing in on a good thing. Like, I know this was not Mark Miller's like intention ever to have this story be told. It's just being told for the sake of, Hey, old man, Logan, like people are really interested in that. Let's do old man, Hawkeye. And that's how I feel about it too. That ties in. Excuse if it was me. Mark Miller and Steve McNiven, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm in. Oh yeah. Yeah. And if they were coming back, if Mark Miller was like, Oh yeah, I meant to tell that story here. Let me go back. Like if he did a, for Juber's legacy, he rewrote, he pre-wrote all the priest uh, story stuff, all the prequel stuff. And then while he was waiting for Frank quietly to, do part two uh he was like looking for something to do and somebody says hey you made all that backstory you want to do a book about that and that's where you got Jupiter circle so if he had done this for old man logan and he had old man hockey written out already and he's like hey i gotta tell a story i'm in yeah i'm like you guys i'm in 100 percent. Right. but this does feel like they're like hmm what else can we do that's old man logan related a right and then b i was never interested in like i would be interested like i said if it was for mark miller but it just seems like somebody was like yeah, it looks like Hawkeye has a past that. You know, he was cool in that book because it was mysterious. Like, oh, what happened to him? How did he get to this point? Yeah. But I think once you start revealing that, then it takes away the coolness of how he is in that book. Yeah, even if, they, if the story was by Mark Miller, but just the fact that it's not, that's just advertising. They just want, that's nothing. That's, I mean, maybe the writer's good, but seriously, that art, I mean, they, Steve McNiven did the cover. That's yeah. the only thing. And I read the preview. Like, I, and it was the art was okay, but like they made Hawkman like the first two pages like whine because he's not getting Hawkeye. his way. What I say, Hawkman, whatever Hawkeye. Yeah, well, yeah. you know one thing that I look at it's twelve issues long. It's twelve Why? issues. Yeah, it's a max. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't see that. And I thought it was six. If it was four to six, maybe that's the big thing for me. It's twelve issues. I'm not going to be that dedicated to a twelve issue thing. I already have that with Bane Conquest. And so. I think I think that if Marvel hadn't put through practice, practices of like, I know they've been doing a lot of 
And uh, like I said, I'm trying to give them a chance recently, but it feels like they've done a lot of cash grabs recently. And if that wasn't the case, then I'd be like, oh, sweet. Okay, maybe I'll try it out. Because I do like that artist. He did uh, Star Wars. What was that Greg Rucka? Uh, Shatter Empire? Yep. He did do that, and I enjoyed his art in there. So I'd be willing to pick it up and try it. But like, if it was like, but if it wasn't the Marvel that I know, being like, okay, I doubt this is anything that's going to be worthwhile reading. Who is the artist? Is it uh, Chichetto? Yeah, he did. Uh, Shatter. He did Punisher. Oh yeah, he did Punisher too with uh, Greg Rucka. So yeah. like, I, I like the I like the artist. I'm not sure who the writer is. Ethan Sachs. I'm pretty sure he's brand new. I saw an interview with him, I believe. Um, but even still, like, yeah, if it just seems weird now, when did that story came out? Like. <laughs> 12 years ago, 13 years ago. It just seems yeah. weird now to be like, oh, yeah, remember Hawkeye, how he's in those two issues? Let's tell the backstory on him. No, I'd be more interested if they did Old Man Logan, like, prequel. I would read that probably. But, like, again, Mark Miller. Like, that Old Man Logan, that story only works because Mark Miller is great at what he does. Right. And, like, I'm not sure. Like I said, this is like a new guy. He might be great, too. But this is more, I'm, I'm not going to go out and try something brand new, especially like Alex said. 12 issues, that's not something I try. Maybe if it was like four to six, like you said. Um, what do we have here? Old Man Logan, speaking of which, um, number 33, Ed Brisson, Mike Dodato, Scarlet Samurai Part 4. Now, you know, you guys weren't hot on the first part of this. How's it been now that you're a couple parts in? Uh, 32 was pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think our expectations, not only, holy shit, I just looked at the preview, something badass freaking happens. Okay. Um, Do you guys uh, need an issue an apology? It, yeah. No, I no, give, no, 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 That issue was 30, not, 31 was bad. I yeah. did not like 31. But 32 really did pick it up, and it gave us more Wolverine. It gave us, it, you know, 31 didn't even give us backstory that we really cared about. It just killed somebody that led us into 32 because Logan's at a, a funeral. And talks to the guy's wife. Then he looks at a grave that shows him a, a woman from his past. I don't know what the hell you're showing me. Guys. I know I can't see what I'm showing you when I'm doing it from my iPad. <coughs> uh, I I went back and read because uh, you guys said old man Logan. What issue was it? It was on your one of your favorite single issues of the year. You guys talked about it. It's the first issue of of Ed's uh, Run. Yeah. Of ads are on. Whatever it was, oh. whatever number it was. Um, 25. 25. I went back and read it. Uh, it was all right. So, <laughs> it's, I, you know, I read that just to see, like, would this be a book for me? And I read that being like, this is, I read that whole thing. I was like, this is a book for Garrett and Alex and not for me. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of action. There's, form, yeah, right? that was, it was a lot of action. And I actually didn't, that, I, People always don't like Tadeo's uh, art, but I think it's fine. Uh, there's definitely better art styles, but he's not like horrible. Um, His is just like very static. Yeah, people think he's very static, and it looks very uh, traced. But uh, I actually did think that issue laid out like that issue. I read that's see that is a perfect example. Old Man Logan twenty five is a perfect example of me reading that issue, being like, "This is a good issue," but me being like, "But I this is not for me." Like, I knew right away. I was like, I'm not going to read anymore. I know this is not for me. But I did recognize, like, the layouts, everything was great. So, like, I, I would agree if uh, you're looking for Old Man Logan that you guys are right. That's probably your issue of the year. But I uh, wasn't really that into it. But I don't know why I need to bring that up. Maybe because we're talking about Logan. Uh, Punisher 220, Matthew Rosenberg, uh, 
Frank Castle, War Machine Part 3. Uh, Garrett, I heard a little rumbling in that. You said the uh, 219 was awesome. Is that true? Yes. Yes. This book is incredible. Like, I don't know. I think Alex is kind of on the fence on it. But for me, like, this book's incredible. This is what I've always wanted out of, like, an Iron Man comic. Like, give me somebody that wants to actually use his suit to do his suit kind of things like the fuck it's not that it's not rocket science if i have an iron man suit i'm gonna use it i'm gonna use the suit like i'm not just gonna like fly and be like oh hey can i like uh help you talk about things no like punisher with the war machine outfit perfect like he actually uses it to help like right now he's doing kill people and he's doing a mission for fury but you know, like you guys were talking about Punisher Plat- Platoon, like how he's like super involved in the military, and like in this, like he'll talk, he'll talk to his AI. He'll say, "What's my sit rep?" Like he doesn't got a name for the actual intelligence, but he'll always ask, like if he was talking to somebody on comms in the in the army. And so he uses a lot of army jargon when he's in the suit, and I really like that. So I loved issue two nineteen, and I'm so excited for two twenty, especially with that badass cover. Like it's gonna be, I love it. I think there's a part of me that I it makes the most sense that Frank Castle would use the war machine armor to, you know, punish people. But I also enjoyed the fact that when Punisher isn't in the suit, not in this not in this particular book, in general, I like when Frank Castle is just being Frank Castle, the Punisher, because it gives that that human part of Frank that yeah. he is viable to be shot. He is viable to be killed. In this suit, he's pretty much invulnerable until his battery runs out or until he takes enough damage to blow up his suit. So I just, I don't know. I think part of it is that it, it bugs me that he's so OP that it's not, it's, it doesn't feel like my kind of punisher, but it's the first time he's wearing a suit. You got to think, I mean, he's going to find an enemy that's going to thwart him just because he has a suit. Doesn't, isn't going to mean everything. I know he's going to have a, an Iron Man homecoming thing. Uh, if you have the suit, if you don't, if the suit means nothing, then you are nothing. And eventually he's going to realize the suit's a piece of shit and I'm awesome without it. So well, sometimes he leaves the suit. Like he left the suit a lot in 219. Yeah. He, to dig a hole. A uh, grave. Fucking, when he could have fucking blown up the ground or used his suit. That's the one time he should have used the suit. So no dignity, just blowing up a hole in the ground or dignity when you're shoveling an actual grave. I'm saying use the use the suit to dig the hole. Don't blow it up. You don't even have to blow it up. But use the fucking suit to dig that hole. You didn't like when he freaking blew up that guy's head? <laughs> um, the Star Wars. You didn't read 219. Be honest. Okay. Did I read it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I don't care for you. But I expect good things from my Marvel. You like garbage. I get it. Star Wars. Uh, we're moving on. Star Wars, Darth Vader, number 10. This is uh, Charles Soule and Jeff uh, Giuseppe. Oh, Jesus Christ. Deception. Giuseppe. What's up? Chemically. Giuseppe. Uh, Vader showdown with uh, Jocasta New comes to a startling conclusion. What's the information? Has the Jedi librarian risked her life to protect? And what can she, no, and can she stop Vader from getting it? Uh, probably not. Um, Garrett, how's this book been Darth Vader? Um, it's been my favorite Star Wars book that's come out from Marvel Comics. Um, last, this arc has been super, um, there's a lot of canon stuff involved because this takes place right after Revenge of the Sith. Um, 
and it's about Darth Vader kind of forming the Dark Lord that he is, or that he's supposed to be. Um, like he just got a lightsaber. He hasn't really, he's twisted it red, but he hasn't made his handle yet. Um, and right now, you know, Jocasta knew who's the basically head librarian of the Jedi temple, um, is being confronted by Vader because she was trying to sneak back into the temple to, uh, you know, get the last remaining, uh, Jedi artifacts like the Jedi holocrons to be able to keep teaching the Jedi ways. So definitely, you know, the art's good. Story's really good. I love when something's involved with canon because then it actually makes, makes it seem important rather than, you know, sometimes like the actual star Wars book main book. It's like, it takes place between episode four and five and there's not a lot of stakes and it doesn't really set up a lot because you know, what's going to happen. Like you can't really do much with those characters that hasn't already been done with Darth Vader. There's just, from episode three to episode four, there's just a lot of territory and a lot of time that you can play with. So very, I'm enjoying it a lot. That's right. Uh, excuse me. That's our Vader, uh, in a more of a comics there and the upside down. The only thing I saw down here, we need to talk about, uh, or Garrett's can talk about. It's uh Met Cadu or cadet, excuse me. Met cadet. You number five, this is Greg Pak and, uh, Takeshi, uh, Miyazaki, Miyazaki, Miyazaki. Um, Garrett had this book, wasn't it supposed to end and now it's continuing? Yeah, it was supposed to end it after issue four and by popular demand, it is now an ongoing series. So well, don't, get, don't get ahead of yours. It's popular demand. You mean by, uh, it did okay. What do you mean it did okay? <laughs> I mean. Sales wise, whatever. Yeah, okay. But fandom, it's all there, baby. Hey, it might be great. I'm just saying you're the only one I know that talks about this book, but. Go ahead. Yeah, because I'm bringing it to the peoples. But, uh, yeah, the first arc was so good. Um, If you like, you know, Pacific Rim or Ender's Game, or there was another one I was thinking. Oh, Real Steel. If you like anything that deals with, like, robots fighting or training or anything like that, this is the book for you. Um, Especially if you're – it's like I could see it as an all-ages book. I mean – there's not like blood or gore or anything, it's just monsters that these guys are fighting. Um, the art is incredible. There's like the, the pat, like the colors that the artist uses look so good. Crisp lines. And yeah, the story's just fun to read. You're reading it from the perspective of like teenagers getting these freaking huge robots to use to fight aliens. I mean, it's pretty simple when it, on the concept. Um, very excited that it's going to continue on. Because uh, I'm really looking forward to each issue as it comes out. Uh, those are the comics coming out for uh, January 10th, 2018. That's the second uh, Wednesday of uh, 2018, actually, and January. Uh, before Alex, uh, before I ask you what the weather's looking like tomorrow, um, let me just let the audience know there's a lot of stuff that this show almost didn't happen. Uh, as you may, you might have heard from my voice a couple times cracking up. I'm on a lot of medication right now, uh, kind of sick. And also we had, uh, technical difficulties. So, uh, um, just wanted to let you know this show came out. We, we, we fought through a lot of stuff to get this show out and, uh, here it is for you, Alex. Now I need to know, are they going to have to fight through anything to get those comics tomorrow? How's the weather looking? You know, in all honesty, uh, weather wise, I think you're going to be safe tomorrow morning or even i think tomorrow in the afternoon you should be fine 
Uh, I'm a meteorologist. I'm likely to be wrong, but hey, you never know. Um, but I think Thursday you can stay home and read your books. We can stay nice and toasty, get that fireplace going, drink some tea. You'd be good to go. Watch out for that snow. That's what I use. I use campfires to read outside. Right in the middle of well, my book is in plastic. <laughs> Marvin uses a campfire inside his house. Uh, <laughs> how I mean, uh, Garrett, how are those roads looking tomorrow? Um, roads are looking, you know, basically, you're going to want to get up a little early and get to the shop as quick as you can because there's quite a few good books coming out. Um, not a lot of A's, but definitely not a lot of C's. <laughs> it's right about that B level. I mean, I think there's some B pluses, some A minuses. Um, definitely want to get get there. I was told there were no A's. No well, A's. we're talking about your intelligence. That's where there's no A's. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so definitely get there at a decent time. Uh, some of your independent books, some of your uh, maybe the less popular books maybe there won't be as many copies bought so i'd get to the shop as quick as you can for those books otherwise if you're more mainstream dc and marvel books you should have no problem getting there in the afternoon and getting your pick up your books uh what are you guys looking forward to the most alex you know in all honesty uh it's been a long time since i've got to say this but uh tmnt number 78 i've that what i know right i know but in all honesty, I've I've been kind of meh about the book. These last two issues with the Triceratons has been amazing. So, Garrett, what about you? That's my pick. Um, definitely Met Cadet U number five, followed right after by Punisher two twenty. That would be my order of excitement. And me, Royal City number nine. I think is the one on the list that I'm excited for. So, uh, Looks like you said just a, it's a, it's a okay week for me at least. Actually, for me, it's a very light week for you guys. That I saw you guys buying out the store. Um, it's a light week for us too. It's a light week. How many comics do you have, Garrett? Hey, thirteen. 13. Yeah, thirteen to fifteen. <laughs> Less than twenty. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that list you sent us had more than thirteen on it. Let me look. It was I like there was like seventeen on that list. Why does it matter? Tomato, tomato. <laughs> I just mean details. 17 for you is light. Um, I'm just I'm just saying. I have like six books. Uh, so those are the comics coming out tomorrow. Remember, by the time you're hearing this, wait a couple hours probably, but always be subscribed to our YouTube page because uh, at least two uh, uh, meteorologists and rhodologists over here are going to be telling you about their gauntlets, about their gems. <laughs> Traffic specialist. Rhodologist. Uh, uh, yeah, this... Uh, this roadblock over here in uh, Snowman over here are going to tell you about their their uh, gems of the week. Six of them each on the gauntlet. Okay, I got 18 page. books. Never mind. It's, it's a big as a week. <laughs> um, uh, and remember, find us on Spotify and subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, or Station Radio to hear our show on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> snowman. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of things, somebody didn't want this show to happen tonight. But you know what we told them? We told them no. The show goes on. That's the power of comics. And uh, I don't know why I'm yelling because my I'm going to lose my voice. This morning when I woke up, I had no voice. So this is a miracle. And by the end of the show, I will have no voice. Uh, my name is Marvin. I am your meteorologist, Alex. And does that mean that your voice is going out like your bell? I'm Garrett. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, uh, stay warm and stay safe and keep reading those books.